This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. A lot of speculation about uh, Goody and what he will do with their free agents because... I think that's the other thing that kind of gets lost here, or has gotten lost a little bit. Um, and just because it, it's Aaron Rodgers, he's so important, what have you. But, man, there are still a number of guys that they could re-sign prior to next week. Like, they could re-sign any one of those guys prior to yeah. all their pending free agents. Keyshawn Nixon is a pretty damn important dude yeah. who is the, completely off the radar at this point, like, headline-wise, right? So there was a lot of that, like the Alan Lazar, the Keyshawn Nixon even Robert Tunyon and Adrian Amos, the guys who have been with the team have been pretty damn important for the team. What are their futures going to look like? But outside of that, nothing too juicy, nothing too uh, – like last year I got the, the Jair uh, news that they were going to extend him. But the Packers are in such a spot where everything's about restructuring and all that was already out on the table. Like Brian literally said we're going to restructure everybody, and they basically have. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, outside of that, and those kind of people just guessing a lot about what Aaron's future is going to be. Just wasn't a whole lot of juicy uh, stuff to sink your teeth into this week. Well, it's hard when you have little, little wiggle room. Um, exactly. I was a little surprised that they didn't extend Kenny. I thought the restructure would come with a little extension. Extension, Right. Right. Um, so I am a little surprised. Not that that couldn't still happen um, at some point this this anytime. Well, I mean, I think Kenny's but... coming off a year, a pretty inconsistent season. So I can't say I'm too surprised. You know, you, there was a stretch there, three or four week stretch where, uh, you know, he was he was given lots of one on one opportunities and wasn't really his kind of old dominant quick twitch cause yeah. and havoc self. You know, so maybe that that might play something into it. You know, the idea, and I do think. They'll probably get some relief with uh, an extension with Rashawn Gary. And I know he's dealing with the knee injury, but that's a foregone conclusion that that's going to happen. So there's yeah. something there that could happen. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they even do something with Savage. I mean, that'd be, that'd be not the craziest thing. Like maybe they give him a two year extension or something like that just to get his cap hit down. Yeah, or trade him with Rogers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throw him in there. Um, and that safety spot would get real interesting if that happened. Oh god, yeah. Safety spot's already interesting. Okay, so Truly. we've already segued beautifully here because the safeties were slow. Um, <laughs> they were slow. Did you see their forty times? They were yeah, it was, um, it was. It was less than less than inspiring. Let's put yeah. it that way. So. Position group. I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear what the Packers needs are. Um, it's been talked about on our show and other shows ad nauseum, right? Edge, safety, tight end. I think offensive line is probably in there as well. Always want to beef up the defensive line, just like your normal, right? I would love the Packers to draft a slot receiver because they don't have a single one on the roster at the current moment. Um, but like, 
from your perspective, and I know we talked pre-show, like you're not like the big college football X's and those guys, but I am not position groups that like stood out, you know, players that you really liked. If you want to throw names out there, it's kind of like open. Cause you were there. Um, open it up to you to give us what you saw. Sure. For the, for the Packers. I mean, look, I know lots of people are talking about tight end. That is a spot that they need help. There's no doubt about it. The whole room is going to be very interesting. I love Dalton Kincaid. I, I know Daniel Jeremiah had him going to the Packers at 15. I would be shocked if the Packers used the 15th overall pick on a tight end. But I tell you what, what I love about this guy is he just catches everything. And it's funny coming out of the combine. I do think there's a, a pass catcher that um, the Packers could potentially look at in uh, Rice out of SMU, who is not a guy, uh, Rasheed Rice, who is not a guy who I was overtly familiar with. But because he tested so well, I kind of went back and looked at his stuff, and I'm like, okay, I could see that. Um, but overall, it's interesting, tight end and wide receiver – and I'll throw safety in there, too. Our, our positions where um, the Packers could go any which way, safety and wide receiver, those groups were so much stronger last year. And the Packers, I know, took Tariq Carpenter, but it's not like they have a lot on offer that's much better than what they had last season. And it's like kind of a continuation of a theme when you think about not trading Rodgers, not drafting these positions that were like um, really kind of on offer. Um, clearly like tight end, it's a strong group this year, but I do wonder like how the draft falls. I don't know, like a couple years ago when they drafted Jordan love, that's a really strong wide receiver class. Right. But Brian talks about how well we got to day three and like everybody or day even late day two and everybody was gone that we like felt comfortable taking. I don't know. It's like you can all talk about the strength of a draft class as far as positionally. And it really is such a fluid thing. The day of the draft, the days of the draft, just because it's a strong class doesn't mean you're going to end up with one of those guys. That makes sense when you're on the clock. Like, essentially, I want to I want to take the best player available. Perry, you talked about it before. They really kind of try to stick to that as much as possible. I just get the sense that, yeah, there's these great kind of depths of, of talent but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. I mean, Perry and I had like, you know, the laundry list of safeties last year. And we were like, there's, you know, six really good ones that can go in, you know, <laughs> arguably the top 50. They got to take someone, right. right? And they didn't. But um, Maggie's just bitter about Jaquan Brisker like forever. Right. Right. I will die no, on that I hill. And I have you. another safety who I'm obsessed with, enamored with, and he's probably going to go to the Lions. So I don't want to talk about it. But who's I that? Have, uh, Sydney Brown. Okay. Illinois. He's... I like Anthony Johnson. Have you seen him? He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. He, I know that's a guy. Yeah. Like he, I just think, yeah, I think he'd be fun, but again, I, I just maybe, yes, you're right. The safety class is slow, but I mean, you're kind of driven by necessity at some point. Brown. Yeah. Right? Perry. <laughs> okay. All right. No, but, but really quick. So wrapping up kind of the tight ends, I did have this thought while we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that there's some guys that are waiting to make their decision until we hear about Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Like, do you think there's a world where Mercedes Lewis says, hey, Matt LaFleur wants me. I'm not ready to retire yet. I'm going to play one year with Jordan Love. Or do you think some of these guys are like, hey, I'm here because of Rodgers. Like a Randall Cobb. Would Randall Cobb come back to be the Packers slot receiver if Jordan Love is throwing him the football and not Rodgers? I'd be absolutely shocked. I'd be shocked on either one of those. 
I think both of those guys are tied to Rodgers. And I think right. the two of them are probably more tied than anybody else. You know, I mean, clearly, Al Lazard's going to go wherever the money is, right? At this point, yeah. this is his one shot to kind of strike, to get the money. Yeah. you know, to get out in the market and get a deal, a significant deal. Um, but yeah, for Big Dog and, and Randall, I got to think that's all about Aaron. I can't see Big Dog coming back and doing what he's been doing as far as being a role player. And I mean, hell, Rodgers has said point blank that wherever he ends up, that's where he wants Big Dog to be. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that if he got traded to the Jets, that Mercedes would follow him. And who knows? Maybe Joe Douglas would be amiable to that. I don't know. But, yeah, I think those two guys in particular are very tied to Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, I think the younger guys, it's a little bit different story, right? Like, Tunyon, like, he could test yes. the market. He didn't have that great of a year. And mm-hmm. if it turns out that Green Bay is offering him the best deal, he's probably going to be back. I think Allen's the same. I think Allen has a better market for himself than Tunyon does at this point, right? Because he kind of proved that he could be a one. He had a really great season. He's an amazing blocking wide receiver. Like he can be used in so many different ways, but like, I don't know if they're as tied as the guys who are like, like Randall could just hang it up. Like he could say, I love that I ended up my, ended my career in green Bay where I started my guys somewhere else. Like I'm done. Like it's just very, there's a lot more variables, I'd say, that to those two than the younger free agents. Totally agree. And on the Tunyon thing, I, I suspect I, I just think he's more valuable in Green Bay than anywhere else in the league at this point. Coming off that injury, you know, that first half of the season you mentioned he was, you know, not incredibly productive. But I thought the last kind of month, the last five games or so, he looked really good. I thought he was starting to round back into shape and really kind of starting to look like the guy who had been so productive a year before. Yeah. Um, and look, I think that the Packers recognize that they probably are comfortable saying, yeah, go ahead and hit free agency. And if you don't find, you know, if a market doesn't materialize that you think is you know worth it or that you like, we'd love to have you back at our number, whatever that might yeah. be. It's obviously yeah. going to be Packers friendly, but because I do think Bobby can still help this team. Mm-hmm. Bobby can still work yeah. in this offense, regardless of who the quarterback is. And if you're looking at like the, just pass catchers, if you will, as a holistic room, that's your vet pretty much at this point. Right. So he's not a wide receiver, but he's been around the block. And and if you bring him back and then you add one of these kids, one of these guys in the draft class, I mean, you're starting to cook, man. Yeah, exactly. I really like the tight end group this year. It's a good year. As my dad put it to me the other day, good year (laughs) to meet a few of them. Um, right. but I think 15 is super rich. Yeah. I guess I'll be shocked. Super like rich. I said, I know I DJ had Kincaid bad. going at 15. I'll be shocked. I mean, I love Darnell Washington in a Packers uniform. I would yes. absolutely freaking yes. love it. But am I spending the 15th overall pick on it? Whew, I mean, that's premium, rich. right? That's, that's blue real, chip. That's real rich. That's yeah. real rich. And the Packers are known to move around the board on draft day. Yep. They're not, I mean, they almost Good always point. do. Good point. So I think it depends on. Hey, I can't believe we've gone this far. And I haven't commented on the fact that two years ago, you guys had Eric Stokes in the first round. Last year, <laughs> Perry's dropping it on Twitter that they're going to take two defensive players in the first round and a wide receiver in the second round. Like, can I just ask, what are the Packers going to do in the draft this year? Because it seems like you guys got the answers here. I think we just like pay attention to their patterns. 
right? The Apparently. Packers have like very, very clear draft patterns. So they're taking Nolan Smith, is what <laughs> Georgia, fair. very fair, high res. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there it is. Right, they love their high res. They have the premium positions that they like in the first round, and that's why I think they're not going to take a tight end. I totally right? agree. They, they like, I wouldn't be surprised. I think edge is edge or tackle are where they're going to go. Tackle, but I same, totally agree. But at yeah. the same time, like they've hit so well on tackles in the back end of the draft that like maybe not. And quite frankly, they have a pretty like solid cornerback room at this point, but like, could they take another defensive back that high? Sure. Like I, it just, none of that would surprise me. Taking a tight end at 15 would shock me. Maybe they trade back into the twenties. They have some room again. If Rogers is on the team versus not, it totally changes how many picks that they have, but it just feels very non Packers way to take a tight end as much as I would love like a Michael Mayer as a Packer. (laughs) Right. And your dad. (laughs) Like that's his draft crush through and through has been since like the, this college season. Love it. Um, But in terms of other areas, I mean, like I said, I think edge is where they go. What are your thoughts? I think edge is a possibility. I'll tell you what, and I just did a, a short for our YouTube channel about this. I think they take a quarterback on day two. You think they maybe, take a quarterback? Maybe day three, but I'm telling you, the best time to find a quarterback is when you don't need one. You're about to turn the page regardless, whether Rodgers is back this year for another year or not. They need a quarterback if they are going to be turning this page eventually, which they are. Father Tom is undefeated. And look, you've been throwing away third-round picks for like a decade. <laughs> Why not take a quarterback? I mean, think about Ron Wolf back to in be the bad. But not necessarily. Maybe that would be the outlier. I'm just saying, like, what do you got to lose when you've just consistently been absolutely blowing your third-round pick year after year after year? Like, think about Ron Wolf with Matt Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Aaron Brooks. I mean, those were all guys taken while Brett Favre was in town. You know, Ted Thompson took two guys the year he was turning to Aaron Rodgers. And if they're turning to Jordan Love, go get a guy that you can develop and put behind Jordan. I just think the position is so valuable. I don't ever want to see the Packers in a spot where, you know, the 49ers were in the NFC Championship game. You know, where you're the cascading hell of trying to pull some kind of like concession stand worker out of the stands to go play quarterback. <laughs> um, look at uh, XFL legend, Brett Hundley. Was there you go. There you um, go. No, but I mean, I think that's interesting that you bring that up because I, my thought process has been if the Packers transition to Jordan Love, they're bringing in a vet in free agency to back him up. I don't know if you want Jordan Love to be backed up by a rookie is my thought. Like maybe you want somebody. Aaron was backed up by Matt Flynn. I mean, it's just, you're developing these guys. They're just, it's such a valuable position. And that's not to say that they wouldn't. I think you're right. If the fit was there and it worked monetarily, but that's the other thing. Like, who are you getting that's going to be worth anything that you're going to pay and sit behind your young guy when you've got very minimal cap space? I just think the cheap labor is in the draft, right? And you want to develop quarterbacks. That's, hey, uh, Max Duggan's my guy, but uh, I I love it. (laughs) I, I just think a quarterback is a sleeper in this draft. I really think it's a possibility. Justin Bennett in the sixth round was. There you go. Now, now you're cooking with gas. There we go. <laughs> Any other combine news, Nagler? Any other things that we we got to know? Nothing hot. Nothing crazy. Yeah. No, just a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of talking. Yeah, um, fair. I will. I will say, uh, 
it was fun to hear people kind of just I mean, everybody, it's not, I mean, everybody has an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do in the league, around the league, with a team, with an agency, with a marketing group, with a financial firm, ever, or with your Uber driver. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. So, Everyone keeps asking me, and I'm like, if if I knew do you think that I like you think like, you know, if you if I was in the inner circle, do you think I'd be talking to you right now? Exactly. I wouldn't be in the inner circle if I was telling my random coworker who wants to know. Exactly, thousand percent. Oh boy, so good. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 